0: I want to chat about something this morning that has uh, been in my heart, and i have been that for my message just all in the seat. And uh, this week I just, uh, I've just, I've been sick, I've been really sick this week, and uh, it's been good to have a little break, but I've, I've been able to spend a little bit more time with Ellen with my little, May, my little grandchild. And um, Wednesday, I just she was sitting on the bed with me, just, uh, you know, doing a thing and laughing and what she done with us. And I, and, I, and I looked at her for a minute, um, and, and with that, a photo of Eli, my grandson, Clark and Tuna. And in and a minute, I looked at them and I'm like, wow, this. you can see their family, do you know, different mom and dads, but you can see their family, you know. And then you start to watch the little quirks and the little things they do and you think, how is that possible? How is it possible that, you know, a set of parents there, a set of parents here, and they have these two different kids, and, and yet... Even in their nature, even in what they do and how they do stuff, is so familiar. I just, I sat for front and I thought, wow, God is amazing. And in that moment, you know, just like God said to me, God, everything that you, you need is in the seed. And, and as I thought about this this week, I thought about how incredible God was. God just didn't create us, but He created in everything on the planet not just the ability to be alive, but to reproduce. Everything. From a plant, to a tree, to animals, to humans, every one of us, somewhere along the line, God has given you and I the ability to reproduce. The craziest thing about reproduction when I thought about this world is that that it's crazy to think that that in a single seed, in a single human seed, that grabs a hold and starts to form, that the child's eye color is already in that seed. The child's hair color is already in that seed. The height, these heights of how tall they're going to be, you know, how short they're going to be, is in there. You know, what, 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 a, what a body shape is going to be, is in there. Her nature's already in there. And that's just amazing that, that that everything that is so amazing comes out of this minuscule little seed that almost means nothing to us. You know that we eat the an apple and we just we just we just discard just the fact that there's seed inside the apple. And then you take out a pup. I mean, just get this here. You, know, you take out a pup. And if you look at the pup. And you close your eyes, imagine, have you ever, who's ever stood under just one of those apple trees where they're just massive and the apples are just the size of pomegranates, you know, just, it's the most amazing thing in the world. And you think everything that formed, formed from this little seed that God has produced. The crazy thing is, is that we can only, as beings and as, as creation, We can only produce after our own kind. Amen. We can only produce after our own kind. I I cannot decide today that tomorrow I want to be an apple bearer. I cannot decide next week that I want to be the father of some sheep. Everything gives birth and reproduces according to who you are. And so you are who you are today because of lines and generations of people that have come before you. You look at photographs of your great-great-grandpa and all of a sudden you see your family members in them. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. We can only reproduce after our own time. We can only reproduce what is in us. And I think sometimes we miss that. Because it's the same that when we are para, or when we become dads and when we become moms. Let's use the example because we've got the dedication this morning. But whether we like it or not, our kids will end up like us. And now we take for granted at times that, ah oh, we're just having a baby and, you know, the baby is just going to come. And we're gonna, but we don't understand that that child is going to turn into a father one day. That child is going to turn into a mother one day, that child is going to turn into a brother, that child is going to turn into a sister. And whether you and I like it or not, they're going to imitate who we are. That, 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 that you'll see your son will start to walk like you. You know, your daughter would start to argue like you, kind of a thing. You know, the attitude of your daughter would be just like your mother's, you know, it just naturally happens and, and nowhere along the line do you sit down and go, well, when you get older, this is how you need to behave, this is what you need to do. You've got to understand that what will come out of your child is what you've allowed into your child. And it's the same with things of the Spirit of God, that what you allow into yourself, will manifest out of your mouth. And so when we speak about reproducing of our own kind, you and I have to understand that even when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to the things of the Spirit, there's nothing that you and I can do but to reproduce who God is in our lives. Now, now, this is a question, this is a tough thing that this morning that I want to chat about <coughs> because often I think to myself, how much of who God is do you and I really reproduce in our lives? How much of, of what we do do we carry into the things and into our lives around us? Please don't make a mistake. Yes, we've all messed up. We've all done bad things. We've all, at times, walked away from God. At times, we didn't understand, you know, what God is letting us go through. why God has let the pandemic happen. We all doubt the stuff. We all, at times, you know, growing up, doubt whether there was a God. But, I think mean, we all went through that argument, you know, in our own minds. But I thought that in the season of this pandemic, in this last 18, 19 months, I, I had this, this real, um, what's the word, um, desire or hope that the church will arise like never before i was really hoping that under pressure under pressure that we would the good in us would come out thanks so i want to read you a, a passage this morning i'm going to touch on two three passages this morning and i want you just to hear what it is so i want you to turn to 1 john chapter 3 and i'm going to be reading verse the and 9 um for those of you that have your bibles with you this morning So, John 1, chapter 3, verse 7 says this, it carries on, and, and it carries, it, it says this, Little children, let, not, let no one deceive you. You practice practices righteousness, is righteousness, just as he is righteous. For he who sins, is of the devil, he says. For the devil has sinned from the beginning of time. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever was born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. Now listen to that quickly. That, that's an incredible scripture, because the Word of God says that, that when, we receive, when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour in our lives, in the Spirit, we receive the DNA of the Spirit of God. Thank you, 1 a.m., you guys are on fire this morning. I'm going to send you back online again, eh? Do we get this? So, 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 what happened this morning? What happened this morning? So, so, he decided this morning in baptism that my old life, I'm done with. My old nature, I'm done with. My old ways, I'm done with. And what is baptism? Baptism is when someone comes and gets baptized, basically, And comes into the pond one way and walks out of the pond another way. It's when one person comes into the spirit into the pond, conflicted in his spirit, but needs Jesus in his life, and he says that as he goes under the water, the old man, if you go look there now, the old man is inside there. The new man is sitting there. And so when we receive the things of God, whatever the nature of God has to come through in your life and in my life. And the more time we spend with God, the more we realize the character and the nature and the personality of God. You see, if the seed was in you, you, the seed of Christ is in you, you have to reproduce. Can we just put common sense in there? That we have to reproduce. So we have to reproduce who we are. Now you can understand something, that if I take pumpkin pups out of a pumpkin, I know it sounds like a cooking show this morning, but (laughs) if if I take pumpkin pups out of the pumpkin shell, and I take the pumpkin seed and I put it on the windowsill, they still pumpkin seed. And they've got all the ability in the world to become this massive pumpkin. The issue is this, that as long as I leave it on the windowsill, it can never produce. It can never reproduce who it is. But I have to take that thing and plant it. And when it gets planted in the good soil, what happens? It grows naturally. If I got planted in bad soil, guess what happens? The plant doesn't grow. It doesn't reach its full potential. And I think so often we receive God in our life, but we want a little bit of what was, because we don't want to give up everything, that we are, but we're also nervous of what the future holds. The second thing you need to understand is this, that we can only reproduce, I said it before, who we are. Now the interesting thing, the other day I was watching a, a documentary about the world food crisis. I don't know if you guys have seen it. But you know that the world is now, the scientists now, are genetically engineering seed. That no longer they taking seed from the meat and like we used to do in the old days you know they would take you know the old people would take 10 10 percent of the harvest and they would dry the mealy, the other 90 percent they would use and sell and so when harvest time and season time the seed time came they had 10 percent to plant that temperature 10 would produce as like jesus said 40 60 or 100 fold of what gets planted but now they've come to the place where they are genetically engineering the, the 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 food and the seed so the millies now have so been advanced in the world that they don't longer need a tree in a sense to produce it, but they've now genetically modified it, that all of a sudden a millet that used to take six months to reach full maturity now reaches maturity in three months. They've now taken that seed and they've tweaked its taste to produce a certain kind of taste. They've, they've messed with the whole DNA of the, the, the structure of the milling. And so the world is getting that way, and, and as I listen to this, and how genetically things are being engineered, how a chicken, a normal chicken, I'm leaving, I put a chicken in the home, but, but a normal chicken from this size, you know, till when it is ready to be eaten as we part in the supermarket, takes 20 odd weeks. The chickens that you're eating right now, take six weeks to produce. Six weeks. Why? Because we're changing their structure. We're changing the DNA. Now, now I'm telling you this because there's a concern that I have that that somewhere along the line we are starting to genetically engineer Christians, and believers. But somehow we're starting to move away from our original design. All of a sudden, church has to be one way. All of a sudden it has to sing these songs all of a sudden you know we have to dress a certain way all of a sudden there's these different doctrines you know that one is easy and, and one is heavy and, and this one is this and this one is this and all of a sudden if we come back to the original purpose if we come back to who jesus was the personality of jesus and i must speak about that this morning because so often we, and we miss you know, we must not to realize who God is. Now, I want to say this to you that if God is in your life, if the Spirit of God is in your life, there's a DNA that the Spirit carries. There's, there's, there's something that the DNA, the Spirit, the DNA of the Spirit carries within you. And this is where, at times, we really need to start to question what it is we believe, what it is we stand for. We're reading Galatians. Let's just look at some of the, some of what the Holy Spirit looks like, some of the fruits. We God is in our lives. And so, when I'm speaking about this, I'm saying, Hey, you have to start to manifest these things in your life. You have to start to get to that place. I want to turn to Galatians 5 this morning. And we all know the scripture, but I'm going, to, I'm going to read it to you in any case. Because you see, there's two things that Galatians speaks about here. He speaks about the DNA of the Spirit of God and the DNA of the world. Now you to understand something, that you and I were born with a sinful nature. You and I were born into a sinful world. You and I have to come to the choice of whether we are going to change or not. Because of Adam and Eve that sinned in the garden of Eden, sin came in, separated us from God, as sin separated us from God, we were born into a fallen world, we were born with a sinful nature. What does that mean? That means that I was born with a nature to naturally do bad stuff without even flinching about it. Who agrees? It's it's whether we like it or not. There doesn't even have to be a set of rules. But in ourselves, we know what is right and wrong. We know, from the time we were this big, we know what is right and wrong. You know, our parents say, oh, it's not that. There's this common sense in us, that knows that you can't do this, and you can't do this. That this is good and this is bad. And so when we read Galatians, it says, well, there's two things that happen. One, you can receive the DNA of the world, and it carries on like this, and it says, and the DNA is this, and I promise it, it says, I say then, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yep. So he says, there's two things, there's the spirit of God and the spirit of the world, which is the spirit and the causes the lust of the flesh. He says, listen to this, for the spirit of lust is against the spirit and against the flesh, and uh, with the flesh, and contrary to one another, so that you do not do things that you wish. So the word of God says, you've got to be careful, because at times, you know, we want to mix, the Spirit of the world and the Spirit of God in the same house. And he carries on he says that if you do these kinds of things and you're not led by the Spirit, he says now the works of the flesh, look at this, he says the works of the flesh, he says are evident and they are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, deception, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelness, and the likes of which I tell you before, just as I also told you in the past, and those who practice such things, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And so this is not me being heavy on you this morning, this is me saying, hey, good, for this week, hey, let's make sure that these things don't start to genetically alter my DNA as a believer. I've got to make sure that that, that that my life is pure, that I live a good life. Forget about theologies. Forget about the anti sinners and the hatreds and all this crazy. I'm speaking about you. Because you know, at the end of the day, it's not, it doesn't matter to the church whether you're a good place or not. What matters is that you're in a good place. And that you love you. And that you love the person that God has made you, and that you love who you've become. That is the most important thing in life. If we're going to carry on spending our entire life trying to please others, you know what happens? We start to genetically engineer and change our DNA. Because all of a sudden we start doing stuff that we shouldn't be doing. Why? Because we just want someone to like us. We start to operate in the flesh just because we want someone to like us. We don't want to be the party people. We don't want to be that religious person. We don't want to be that happy, happy guy. And so all of a sudden we start to compromise on who we are. But the thing is this: that whether you like it or not, the DNA of the spirit of God will come and manifest in your life, whether you like it or not. Ella had no idea. Eli had no choice in the color of the eyes. They had no choice. In that stocky little world of theirs, they had no choice in what color their hair was. Why? Because it was set out before them. And if we come to the things of God, it has been set out before you. It's simply that you walk in these ways. But the word of God says that when you fall to the Spirit of God and Jesus is within you, He says, But the fruits of this is love and joy and peace and long suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. And gentleness and self control, and against these there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passion and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoked by one another, envying one another. It's incredible scripture. And I've been challenging that this week because I often think, what are we reproducing? You know, I, it's, 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 it's a different story for me because the last, the last while I've been, you know, just checking out some stuff. And, and I start to realize how easy it is for me to become followers of Kurt and not followers of Christ. That's awesome. I've been watching these these documents I told you a few weeks ago. I've been watching so many of these documentaries on the cult and you know everything that started off from the Bible, everything that started off was pure. And all of a sudden the man became bigger than the God. And the minute that the man became bigger than the God, the man started to alter the DNA of the spirit that was in people. And all of a sudden they started to believe that violence is okay. And they started to believe that, you know, intermarital sex is okay. And all of a sudden they started to believe, you know, the things they were doing was of God. Why? Because their leader was reproducing all things his own kind. And it's and, and scary for me as a pastor. It's terrifying. Because let me tell you something, my life preaches much louder than my preaching. Mm-hmm. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, he says, Let my preaching and my teaching not be with wise and persuasive words, but through the demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. He says, My life has to reflect the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not be through preaching or Lani suits or great cars. You see, at the end of the day, you don't want to become me. You want to become God has called you to be. And sometimes it's easy to follow a leader. Sometimes it's easy to follow someone else because you know what? Someone else is going to stand in the gap for me and I'm going to keep on living my life like this. And you know, at least I've got a pastor that's going to put me on the right path. But sometimes even as pastors we mess up. Even as pastors we fail. Even as pastors you, you don't want to be me some days. My wife doesn't want to be with me some days. <laughs> but there's a real challenge. Because sometimes, <clears throat> there's stuff in us that doesn't come, that comes out at the wrong times. There's things that, that all of a sudden we reproduce and we, and we don't reproduce the Spirit. And yet, <coughs> the Word of God says something in 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, we, we all know this. We all know the scripture because we use it for weddings. And we use it for all kinds of things. But the Word of God says this morning that if you've got the nature of Christ in you, this is how you act. And it carries on, and says that God is love. You know, and in God is love, the scripture carries on, he says this, listen, listen to this, he says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but if I have not have love, I become nothing but a sounding brass or clanging cymbal. Listen yes. to that. If I do not have love, if I do not have love, he says I become like this clanging cymbal that makes the right sound but just at the wrong time. He says that though I have gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge through I have faith for, so that I can remove mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. Love. Love. He says, that, occasionally he says, love is long, love, love, love suffers long, is kind, love does not envy, love does not parade itself, it is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, does not provoke, does not think of evil, does not rejoice in iniquities, but rejoices in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes in all things, endures all things, for love never fails. He says, but whether they are prophecies, they will fail, whether they are tongues, they will cease, whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but, when he, but, but that which is perfect has come, then that which is part of, will be done away with. And you've got to understand that, that God so loved the world, he said it this morning. And you and I need to understand this morning, I want to speak to you, because I want you to start to reproduce the Christ that you present. Amen. It's not your cross that makes you a Christian, it is not Allah Jesus' t-shirt that makes you a Christian. It's not even the bumper stick or the fish on the back of your car that makes you a Christian. That even coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. You see, what makes you a Christian is when you act Christ-like. Amen. You've got to be Christ-like. Amen. You see, we think, oh, we're Christians to be given up to Jesus. Yes, that's one part of it. But so i give my life to Jesus. without, oh, you know, you're going to do this this. prayer for me, you know. And tomorrow my life just carries on as the normal. The Word of God said that, that's, that's not how it works. That, that's not how it works. Because when Christ is in me, everything that is not of God should feel extremely uncomfortable. And if the love of God is not in me, everything should feel uncomfortable. But the Word of God carries on and at the end of this verse he says, For now we have seen in and mirror dimly. but then face to face no." Now I know what, but then I shall know just as I also know. And, and now abides faith, hope, love. Of these three, the greatest of these is love. Incredible. Incredible scripture. Because it says, if the nature of God is in us, we've got to act differently. We've got to act differently to the world around us. We've got to act differently to those that are in the vicinity. And like I said before, how often do we live this life? You know, it's, it's, there's, there's, there's a thing about, there's a difference between, you know, people that, you know, I'm totally sold out in God. Don't make a mistake. I mean, we love Jesus, all of every father of our being. But I never want to get to the place where I confess one thing one day, but my lifestyle denies what I'm confessing. And this is the issue we have that we can sing the HAPPY songs in church. You know, we can know all the scriptures and we can say the most eloquent prayers, and we can tithe, and we can attend faithfully, and we can do all this stuff. But if your nature isn't changing into who Jesus is, when you walk into a crowd, do you know what? The Word of God says that when Jesus when He rock up, whether it was Samaria or Capernaum, whatever, when He stepped onto the land, when He stepped onto the epistle, everything started to change. Well, it wasn't His preaching. But they knew his character. They knew his heart. They knew what he carried. Let me tell you something that you and I need to understand: that we're in the place in our life where we're going to reproduce the things of the Spirit, and either we're going to reproduce who Christ really is, or we can have the genetically engineered kind of Christian. Do you know that just go to the flow? God is good. God is great. And you know what? I'm saved. I'm going to heaven, no matter what. I think that's a little crazy. I think that's crazy. I said it last week for Yosef to but I had one of those aha moments the week before last. We were joking with a friend of ours outside. And and I said to him, you know, he said, how are you? I said, I'm great. I'm God's favorite son. And uh, we laughed. He said, actually, you're second favorite son. And I said, this is true. And then in that next week, God said to me, but yet I chose you. But yet I chose you. And for the first time my life, I can picture myself here standing in the court bench and Jesus on this side and God looking at the two of us, come on, and saying, I want the sinner. I want the broken. I want the hurting. I want that guy that's messed up so badly that's got no hope. That's crazy. That's crazy. And yet he chose me. In closing, John 15, verse 4, and we all know the scripture, but Jesus is speaking here, and he says, he says, abide in me, and I in you. And as the branch cannot be fruit of its own, yeah. as the branch cannot be fruit of its own, he, uh, so they, uh, from the, from the word, go. every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away sins, and every branch that bears fruit he prunes and that is may bear more fruit you are already clean of all the words which i spoken to you abide in me and i in you and as the branch cannot bear fruit of his own unless he divides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me i am the vine you are the branches you abides in me and i in him bears much fruit for without me you cannot to anything. I love it. I love it. Because this is a challenge to me. I know I'm not going to change over life. I know that I've messed up. I know that that I'm still trying to understand some things in my heart. But there's one thing that I've realized in these last two weeks or so is that, that what the most important thing in my life right now is to represent Christ And to represent him well. I'm like the Springboks yesterday. (laughs) But I want to represent him well. I want want my life to be one of those those billboards. You know, that just screams the love of God, that screams the love of Christ. That doesn't matter if you are hurting if you're broken, you can speak to me that there's hope, that there's something in me, oh of glory. do I want to say that to you, I understand all that I've ever understood, that as the Spirit of God is upon me, there are changes happening in my life, and I want to be a better person, and I want to be a bigger person, and I want to be a stronger person. And I want to be a person that represents God so well in this season. I don't want to be depressed with everybody else. I don't want to be downtrodden like everybody else. I don't want to think that this is the end of the world. I, 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 I don't know that is returning, but I'm happy that He is returning. And I'm not going to get caught up in that. And I'm not going to get caught up in your vaccination stuff. And I'm not going to get caught up in your COVID theories. You know what? In this season, God hasn't asked me to be a politician. He hasn't asked me to be a medical advisor. He hasn't asked me to be a vaxxer or anti-vaxxer or, or theologist or whatever. He simply says, hey, in the midst of this chaos that it made, stand. And having done all, stand. Represent me well. In the hard times, stand firm. In the good times, stand firm. When things are falling apart around me, faith hey, rise The word of God says, the crazy scripture says, if you have faith, the size of a mustard seed, a mustard seed. And he said it's the smallest, smallest, smallest seed in the planet, on the planet. He says you can move a mountain. You see, that guy died this morning. And in the same bed he got resurrected. A new creation. A new creation. The word of God said that we are the seed of God, we are the seed of Christ. Planted in this world to reproduce. What are we reproducing? You see, sometimes you just need to be a good person. Sometimes you just need to be loving and understanding. But let me tell you something, what you need most of all in your life is to come to the place where you fully submit to the Spirit of God and allow the Spirit of God to bring about the changes in your life. You know, I've tried... This is my last one. This, I'm landing now. The wheels are out. We're now coming here coming to the runway. But you see, it's one thing to, to give my life to Jesus and, and wear this hat that I'm a believer. There's another thing that I come and I fall on my face before God and I say, Can you change who I am to be more like you? There's a big difference. There's a big difference. You see, God come and alter my seed, because I was born of a corruptible seed. But as I received Jesus, I've now received an incorruptible seed in my life. And something has to change. Yes, I'm a believer. Yes, I love Jesus. But let me tell you something. The Spirit of God has to reveal Christ in me, the hope of glory. There is a world out there that needs you to reproduce. There's a world out there that needs to see what Jesus looks like. People don't want to anymore hear about this God in the Bible. God, people want to see Christ, the hope of glory in their midst. And you know what, God, let me do His work through you. The word says, You his eyes, his hands, his feet, his ears, his nose on this planet. You are here to manifest the glory of God. Why do you think that when the Holy Spirit of God came upon the upper room, what happened when the Spirit of God came the upper room? Reproduction, 3,000 was saved. Reproduction, 5,000 was saved. Reproduction, 5,000 was saved. Reproduction, the church started to grow. Reproduction, they fellowship one on one. All of a sudden, what happened? The seed that was dropped in the upper root was planted in soil all over the nation and it took root. And because of that seed that was released in our lives in the upper room on that day, that is why the church exists today. The apple tree is full. The apple tree is full. For you it's not a big thing, for me to be sitting in front of 200 people in the midst of a pandemic. The apples are good. Our apples are good. Mm-hmm. Now we've just got to take it, the seed that's in us. You see, often we think we're the apple tree. We're only the apples. Mm-hmm. So let us the refugees of our own kind. And so can we stand this morning? I want to pray for you. Anybody? Anybody needs prayer this morning? I'll be in the front. Just put your last one. Safety first. Can I just ask a question to the ladies this morning? Did any of you receive flowers this week? If anyone received flowers, put up your hand. Did you maybe? Okay. Um, during worship God just said to me The flowers went from Who you thought it was from, it was from you. And, and, it was, and it was His love language to you this morning To say hey Mandy, I've got you in the palm of your hand And I hear your prayers And I'm about to answer them And so those flowers were a gift From God to you What kind of flowers were they? That even as we come as a church to celebrate your goodness and your grace and your mercy. Lord, some of us have. We've fallen short. Some of us have just got into stuff in this pandemic we should never have. Some of us have just become lazy. The word of God isn't important. You know, our prayer life has all changed and church life has changed. But oh, we pray Holy Spirit of God that you would come and produce a seed in us this morning that can just not stop. Be producing. And Father, we don't want the, the, the genetically engineered spirit of the world. We desire the spirit of Christ, the hope of glory in our lives. And I want to say this to you, if you've never given your life to Jesus, or, or maybe you feel that you've just fallen by the wayside, I want to pray with you this morning. I want to pray with you this morning. I'm not going to get you put up your hands but if you want to give your love to Jesus, I'm going to stand in the front of you this morning. You know the word of God said that if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father. But if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father. And, and then I want you as a step of faith this morning, if you really want to give your love to Jesus, I, I want you to step forward and I want the elders to come and pray with you and just anoint you. Just say, Father, we're just excited for this season. Have a blessed day.